Welcome to the IDP Plus podcast for the week 17 rankings on the IDP network. Uh, today we're going to discuss IDP rankings. As you know, I'm Steve Hungarter. Uh, I'm a writer over at the Fantasy Six Pack. I'm also an ECR ranker on Fantasy Pros, and I write over here on the IDP Guys Network. I'm joined today with my co-host and John Christoffi, a.k.a. Johnny Freakin' Fantasy. How you doing, buddy? I'm fly, man. How you doing today? Pretty good. I'll tell you what, with the name like Johnny Freakin' Fantasy, you got to be 24-7 on top of your fantasy game, aren't you? Tell you what, man, my parents hate it, but uh, you got that—you hit the nail on the head. That's right. I'm every day, every waking hour. You know, sometimes I don't shower at night because I'm doing this. <laughs> now I'm just kidding with that, but uh, yeah, I've been playing this for uh, over a decade now, 13 years, and uh, this is my first year jumping in with the uh, IDP Plus. Awesome. So uh, excited to get going. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Johnny's a writer over here at IDP, guys. As he said, um, he also gives advice. He does pickups sit starts um all fantasy all the time that's why he's johnny freaking fantasy okay heavy offensive uh uh and defensive uh sleepers and you can follow him over there on twitter on uh at johnny freaking uh f1 uh what how did question for you um how did you uh come up with the name you know what so i was going to college back when uh johnny manzel Mm-hmm. You can see in my room here, Johnny Manziel. I got his jersey back there. That's my boy. So from one Johnny to another, you know, he was lighting up the world in uh, college football, and I was lighting up the world in fantasy. So I said, you know what? Hand in hand. Let's go with uh, – let's get this money. Johnny freaking fantasy. For my audience on Spotify, I can't see uh, the mantle that uh, John Christoffi has over there. But he has a, he has some sweet trophies back there. And uh, what do you have? You got Luke Keekley's jersey, I see. Yeah, we got Luke Keekley, the one behind me. That's Jerry Rice. These are all autographed. Dan Marino and Johnny Manziel. And um, you mentioned you've been playing since how long? Since 2010. I was a sophomore in high school. So you've been in it a minute. And what kind of leagues do you generally play in? Usually a lot of Yahoo, man. Majority of my uh, my fantasy leagues have been Yahoo. I've been playing in uh, ESPN and Sleeper app. I'm familiar with two, but uh, only two years on the Sleeper app so far. Y- Yahoo since 2010. Gotcha. So for my audience at home, what we're going to do today is me and Johnny, we're going to go through, we're going to look at the different scoring formats, and we're also going to go over the rankings. We're going to kind of correlate, uh, compare and contrast what players – um, that applies to the highs and lows, but you always want to know. I mean, Johnny, what says you? You always want to know the the different scoring wrinkles in any format, correct? For sure, you got to be up on that because if you're not, somebody else will. Exactly. Um, so, so Johnny, can you see my screen? I can see you. Okay, so we do over at Fancy Pros, we do this accuracy uh, leaderboard, and it has you know hundreds of different rankers, what have you. Uh, currently for week sixteen. I am the number four ranker. Uh, when you look at the scoring, I'm literally two points behind three, and I'm f- I'm four points behind number two. So I'm right on their heels. Uh, for the for the season season to date, I'm actually uh, number four as well. So there's a there's a two, three, four, five man race to finish. We only got a couple weeks left. So I'm kind of hoping you give me the edge this week. <laughs> give me the edge to get me over the top. Uh, 
I don't know if you've ever seen Rocky Four. We're going to get up against these expert Russians. We can just get over the top and, and, and just get a little extra juice. That'd be fine. Well, you got a Greek working with you, so man, you got the Spartans on your side. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that scoring, uh, this is how we rank over at Fantasy Pros. Um, I generally, what I do is I like to ask every every guest I ever have on, and I've had I've had authors on, I've had analysts on, I've had offensive guys, I even had an inventor on the show. Wow. So I've had I've had a pretty good wide variety of guests. Yeah, that's the only way we grow. It's the only way we get better is like learn from the different experiences, just personal growth. But this is the fantasy pro scoring. And I ask every single one if they see any any unique wrinkles. Um, so solo tackles, we rank 1.5. Assist is 0.75. Tackles for a loss is two. Sacks is four. Interceptions is five. Fumbles forced is four. Fumbles recovered is four. Defensive touchdowns is six. Safety's two. Pass defended are 1.5. Anything in there that jumps out at you, Johnny, when, when you're looking at scoring? Any Any unique wrinkles? Definitely right in the middle of the page there. I mean, interceptions, uh, I play tackle heavy formats and I mean, somebody plays Deron Bland in a deep, the uh, defensive back spot and, you know, it's a stretch play and this tackles heavy, but if interceptions are five points in my league, they're standard. I think Yahoo is three. So five points makes, uh, makes you think twice about starting all safeties. You know, you might want to put a corner in there for sure. Right, right, right. And then um, I'll tell you, you know, everybody takes a little something from it and Maybe it's a pet peeve of mine. You know, when you go into a league and, you you know, you paid your league safe and you're getting ready to play, I'm always looking at that. Well, I'm looking at the roster positioning, but I'm also looking at the scoring because scoring is fundamental and it's going to take my approach on how I draft, you know. Mm, sure. Um, one really neat little wrinkle that we noticed a couple weeks ago, John, is uh, when you look at solo tackles, okay, when you look at the solo tackles, that's 1.5. Right. When you look at sacks – that's 0.4. Okay, so we got so we got solos uh, solos four four to one point two five. Okay, so for example, let me just throw an example out there. In 2021, TJ Watt broke the sack record at 22.5. Okay? okay, so in this format, 22 times four. See what I did there? It's 90 points. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, so so he would have achieved 90 points in this format. Okay. So let's look at tackles. How do I get 90 points out of tackles? Well, let's take let's take that 90 and divide it by 1.5. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fast math tells me that's what around 60 tackles a game, mm -hmm. give or take. So that's that's an average linebacker. Uh, mm -hmm. That's that's a two down average linebacker uh, is equal to that of a TJ Watt elite breakout season. So I think it's kind of weighted on the tackle side for those guys. Sure. And uh, just to add a little extra to, to the podcast, for the audience on Spotify that can't see my screen, I literally went to NFL.com and I pulled that 2021 TJ Watt record-breaking season. And I just pulled because I was curious, who had 60 tackles that year? Well, let's look at it. Lawrence Guy had 60. Navelle Hewitt had 60. Uh, Devin McCourty had 60. So you're telling me in this kind of format on Fantasy Pros, okay, you're telling me that those three players I just listed are equal? Equal in scoring to a TJ Watt, I think the flaw is in the tackles. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're uh, chasing tackles there, then I mean the sacks the bread and butter of this this scoring for sure. Mm-hmm. So so when when with fantasy pros, the big one that the scoring system, it favors the top linebackers. 
And uh, it's it's wise to at least get one of them in the first two rounds, at least. Uh, by comparison, a DB10, you know, is getting 177.3. I can wait. I can wait on DBs just because of the velocity of the position. But tackle-centric in this league, I'm particularly looking at linebackers. And if I have to, strong safeties. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your question with DLs, though, uh, DL1 in fantasy pro scoring last year, he scored 236.5 fantasy points. Okay. Compare that to the DL10 at the position, that's 169.3. That's not that huge of a drop off. I guess the comparison, you know, to offense, when we're talking about half point PPR, you know, when you're looking at players, you can still get a decent wide receiver, but you're probably going to run out of quarterbacks, what have you, right? right. So, so I'm not saying don't take a defensive lineman early in, in this kind of format. By all means, just know what kind of defensive lineman you're getting. You know, especially a defensive lineman like a Crosby. Holy cow, he's leading leading them in tackles or a Daniel Hunter type. Yeah, by all means, it's possible. It's possible you could you could you can do you can go defensive lineman early. But for my money, in a format like this, and that's kind of how I determine my rankings. I'm going off of uh, I'm going off of tackles. Uh, tackles are something we can make we can gauge. They're 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 weighted. You know, tackles and snaps. That's something we can gauge every week. It's almost impossible. It's like weather in a storm, you know, if you're a fisherman, it's almost impossible to gauge who's going to get that interception from week to week, right? Sure. Right. So um, so what I want to do, John, we're going to take a quick detour. I know we're going to talk about all the different scorings, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to go over linebackers with you. Tell me what you think, okay? Uh, for my number one linebacker this week, I got Foiseta Lacoon, and he's playing Carolina. Carolina is such a sweet matchup for him. And then usually in my tier one, I have Olakun and Roquan Smith. Those are usually my top two guys every single week. I kind of rotate them around a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Any issues you see with that? No, I mean, Foyer, you know, matchup proof. It doesn't matter who he's playing. I'd rank him number one every week, you know. Uh, he's Right. Now my tier two gets a little bit iffy. Yeah. Um, a lot of rankers have Zare Franklin as their three. I dropped him to four. Uh, he's playing Vegas. Um, again, I don't know the status on Josh Jacobs. I don't know if they're going to air the ball, what have you. But that's not really a concern to me. My 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 number four here being Zare Franklin, I'm more concerned with EJ Speed. EJ Speed is more of the athletic coverage guy. And if you look at it, he's been eaten into his snaps a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EJ Speed is um, definitely somebody who's uh, on, on the come up and you know should be rostered at this point in competitive IDPs. Right. And um, it's interesting because there's three major scoring formats. Okay. There's the fancy pros, there's the one, two, three scoring, and then there's the, the big three scoring, which we're going to get into in a little bit here on the show. But it's funny when you see players move up and down. For us, for us, uh, I have him dropped a little bit. I have him as a four linebacker. In one, two, three scoring, they still have him as a number two. So it's just it's just a little interesting, and then I think uh, Big Show has him at at, at three. So it's just kind of interesting to see how a player moves up and down based on his performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know why that is, John? Um, I'm thinking the reason the differences in the scoring matter is because guys like him, he doesn't do much for you. He doesn't do much for you in coverage. He doesn't do much for you in impact plays. Look at all his scoring. It all comes from those tackles. Sure. So a guy that has heavy snaps and heavy tackles, 
he generally does well in a format like this. So, so that's where the, I think that's where the wrinkle falls when it comes to fantasy pros. Um, so yeah, I got him at four. I got Alex Singleton at three. I'm really excited about number five, Ernest Jones playing the giants. Yeah. Me too. Uh, you know, the giants, you know, they've been kind of a train wreck all year, but one thing they do do is they run the ball. They will run the ball. Ernest Jones is on that defensive scheme. He's the only one linebacker getting hundred percent of snaps. Right. So sign me up for that. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I'll read you the rest of this tier. I got TJ Edwards at six, Fred Warner at seven, Bobby Wagner at eight, then slightly bumped down. I have number nine, Levante David, number 10. I got Bobby Okereke. Number 11, I have CJ Mosley. Now with CJ Mosley, a lot of people have been kind of fading him because the last couple weeks. I'm on that train too. I, I am, and I got him at 11 simply because Cleveland gives up the most points for a linebacker at that position. He's got one more week with me, and then it's hit the road, Jack, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm putting him at 11. I got Aziz Alshur at 12, Logan Wilson at 13, uh, Jordan Hicks at 14. And then I got a bit of a bubble here. This bubble's kind of interesting. I got JOK at 15, 16 Spiller, 17 Quincy Williams, and 18 Terrell Bernard. Uh, what says you, Johnny? Do you see any issues with any of that on screen? No, I don't see any issues with it. Me personally, uh, like I'm with you on the uh, on the CJ Mosley train. I, I unless unless really you're in a, maybe you start six defensive backs and two mm-hmm. of those being linebackers. Those you you probably have to stick with him at this point. CJ Mosley, the name alone, you know, rings bells. So. Um, and it's a number one matchup. It's that's tough, and unless you have like a Kalik Hudson, you're really, uh, really thinking of is is going to get those tackles. He had what 28 over the last two weeks. Unless yeah. you have someone like that, you really have a hunch about. I think you ride CJ Mosley. You know, I think you have no team. choice. You know, especially in smaller formats, right? Right, right. That's why I like bigger formats, especially IDP, because like one player does not define me. If I have a bad week, I can sit a guy and bring somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that ranking's pretty standard. It's been like that all year. Uh, I think where it's a little spicy is number 15. I'm bringing in JOK. Yeah. Um, but just hear me out on this, okay? Uh, JOK, he's been streaming on our list recently. He's been on a lot of waiver articles that I've written. Um, I just want it noted that, you know, he's getting 85% of the Browns' defensive snaps since week 10. He's mm-hmm. averaging somewhere between 6 to 12 tackles a week. He's well above his career arc. During that span, he's getting at least 10 to 15 points a game. Uh, and his season average, you know, he, he'd he be – if he did that for the entire year, John, it, he'd be an LB6 sure. in fantasy pro scoring. Um, looking at his matchup, the Jets are a fine matchup, okay? Even if, even if they don't run the ball, which why wouldn't they? But he's really good in coverage too, okay? He's got that elite coverage ability. Uh, Brees Hall is averaging 8.8 targets per game, you know, in the last five contests and even better Trevor Simeon's in there. So Mm -hmm. he's not really, he doesn't wow me for air yards either. So I'm expecting lower quality quarterback play. I'm expecting more involvement from the running back via rushing ball being catch the ball. So that's kind of why I put him up so darn high. Even with the uh, passing, you've got to think if Simeon's in there, they're not going to throw, you know, air it down 40-yard throws. It's going to be short dump-offs, that kind of thing, short game. Right. Right. Um, John, while I have you here and while we're while we're talking about these rankings, 
I just want to show you the the scoring settings again with Fancy Pros. Yeah. Um, I have people that have never, you know, got the experience that we have. And, you know, I'm asked a lot, you know, between two players. Well, the first thing I'm going to ask is what's your scoring settings, okay? Well, the conversation comes up from time to time. What does it matter? Or how do I check for that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first thing we do, anyone does, is you want to look at your sacks to tackle ratio in any given league, okay? So let's say we're in a league where I get three points a sack and I get one a tackle. Then your ratio is 3.1, okay? Mm -hmm. Perfect world. Um, Or I'll give you another example. Let's say we have the one I put on the screen here. You're getting uh, two points a solo tackle, but you're getting six points a sack. Ratio is still the same, three to one. Now, why does that matter? Well, typically a lot of old schoolers, um, I started playing on Yahoo way back in the day. A lot of us figured out this formula. And what it is, is if you play in anything between a 1.0 ratio all the way to three, okay, that's considered tackle savvy. That's a tackle heavy league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Balance leagues are 3.0 to 4.5. But where, where you really sink your teeth into is whenever you see a five sack to one tackle point ratio, the five to ones and higher, those are those extreme leagues. Those are those uh, ones you see um, out there, sack heavy, big, big impact plays. This is more of a traditional vanilla type of type of scoring. Um, When you, let's see, fast math here. Solo tackles 1.5 and then you have your sacks four. So this would be what, 2.6. That'd be your 2.6 to one ratio. So this is more, this is more on the lower tackle side. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. I'll show that a couple times here. But this and is that's a my basic- background. I'm a I'm a tackle, you know, in my leagues. Um, that's mostly what I'm familiar with is the tackles. Most of us are. Most of us are, but I will tell you there's a couple different scoring formats out there. And if we're not wise to it and we're not looking, we can get ourselves caught up. Let me show you this one. Can you see my screen? John? Yes, I can. Okay, this this is what you call uh, this is what they call big three scoring okay. or you might hear it on the IDP show a lot. Uh, there's a tournament going on called IDP madness. That's what this is. Uh, you'll see a lot of best ball tournaments. So you got IDP show, you got once you got uh, big three scoring, even high impact sack heavy scoring. This is what this is. Okay. Let me break this down. Cause it looks like a lot, but really it isn't really. It isn't. Okay. Now, remember I said look at the sacks to the tackle? Mm -hmm. This one's a little more exotic. This is a little more advanced than what we've seen on the the Fantasy Pros, okay? Because in this one, and these are leagues I kind of like to dig into, okay? They got quarterback hits, don't they? Mm -hmm. Well, typically you get a sack, you got to hit the quarterback, right? Right. So this one we got to do a little math. So we got the sack, which is five points. We got the QB hit, which is two points. That gives us seven points. Right. Tackle for loss is three. So that's 10 points. Right. So now you're getting 10 points every time you hit the quarterback. But also look here for the sack yards. A lot of people don't know what they're looking for. We do. So we're showing the audience. Sack yards, okay? You get 0.1 per yard, okay? When you go to Google since 2002, okay, the average loss a quarterback goes when he goes back to pass is about 6.5 yards, give or take, Okay. So let's go back to that screen right there. We're going to add 0.6 to our total. So you're getting 10.6. You're getting 10.6 points every time you hit a sack in, right. these, in one, two, three scoring. Ooh. 
What are you getting for? You got it. You already see it, right? What are you getting right. for the tackle here? We're only getting. We're only getting uh, one and a quarter. One and a quarter. That's all you're getting. Jeez, so, man. So so let's break that down even further, okay? So so we we added up all that. Uh, we added up all that. The big three scoring, right? We added up the the sack yards, the assists, all of that good stuff. Okay, we added all that up. And, and this is kind of the way they they uh, they they run it. They want you to add up everything, okay? Um, when you add up all that stuff together, okay, you know you're in a sack heavy league, okay? Sure. So so maybe your strategy changes. What do you think? Definitely strategy changes. Yeah, you're you're probably fading those uh, those tackle linebackers. You know, you're you hey maybe even some outside linebackers can have value where they didn't before. You know, in this format. Exactly. So, so, so in this kind of format, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting because my attitude changes. My attitude changes a lot in these players. Okay. So, um, so let's say, let's compare that to the fancy pros one that we just talked about. Okay. So obviously here for me, and I'm seeing this, I'm getting my defensive lineman. Okay. I'm getting my defensive lineman early. You got to be drafting defensive linemen. I'm going to say two in the first three rounds. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to because I need to get those sacks. Those sacks are just so good, so heavy, especially in a best ball league when I don't have to predict who to start them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the next round, I'm going to go after linebackers, but I'm looking for hybrids. You know, I'm looking for guys that are, you know, DL, LB eligible. Or even linebackers, historically it's been Devin White, but he's had a bad year. Don't get me started. But I'm looking for linebackers that that can rush the passer. Caden Ellis is another one. Okay. Um, that's where that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I guess, priority one to me in a scoring like this is get your DLs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Priority two would be linebackers that that I know have that distinction that come down and get to the quarterback. Now, priority three. Defensive backs, I mean, you know, big three is key. You know, you can get some points at that position, but it's a best ball. It's a best ball. And um, I, I don't – I've seen people do it. I'm not going to fault you, but but just just to just to uh, solidify this argument here, I, um, I did an article in the offseason. Most people will tell you wait to the end of drafts. Wait to the end of drafts, middle, late round. I actually did an article. I found 12 defensive backs in the last round that you can just pick up that no one's using. 12 defensive backs that I can just find in a, in a format like this. Guys like Rudy Ford, guys like Harrison Smith, forgotten about. Tony mm-hmm. Adams, Jason Pinnock. You know, you can get guys for days just scrapped around and I can put it together. It all comes on down to your formats, but that's basically what I'm doing in, in, in a format with that kind of scoring. I'm going after it. I'm going after defensive linemen first, as opposed to the first one I showed you, which was what, fantasy pros? Just because of the way the format is, I'm going after linebackers or I'm going after tackle-heavy guys first. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? I agree, man. I, my question, I have a question for you. And yeah. with the you know, uh, higher, higher sack-heavy uh, leagues, what would like a guy like Zaire Franklin, you know, that you're foyers, what, what do they average? Yeah. Do they average 10 to 12s? Yeah, so 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 believe it or not, you'll get guys that don't look at their scoring and they'll take them first. And again, you're banking on, you're hoping that you're hoping that the tackles overwhelm the sacks. In in fantasy pros scoring, yeah, you're gonna get that. You're, you you'll be fine because we show we showed the format earlier with TJ Watt and, and some some people we don't even know anymore. 
right? right? But in that format, you're pretty much going what 10 to 1, 9 to 1, whatever it is, whatever yeah. that number was. Right. There, there's no way you're not gonna if I'm making nine dollars every time you're making one dollar, yeah, you might have a good week, but you gotta hustle twice as much as I. So usually those guys ideally in an IDP madness kind of format, you'll see them go. You'll see them go like second. Maybe like a Franklin, you'll see him going like the fourth. Okay. But ideally, people that know or are in the know, they're going after those top 12 linebackers. I'm sorry, top 12 defensive linemen that I just talked about. And maybe it's not such a bad idea. You know, if you hit on – if you want to hit on all those those big-name uh, defensive linemen, man, I mean, you don't, you're not getting a sack maybe not every week, but even if a couple of guys, three or four guys, get that, you know, one or two sacks, man, that's that makes your bread and butter for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you're not wrong how you do it. I mean, we say all these things, we say all these things, but you're, you're not wrong with the players you're looking at. It's just, it's just, you know, you want to look at scoring and put yourself in the best possible position to succeed. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's important to, you know, if you, if you don't know what the scoring is, man, you're, you're throwing, uh, you know, caution to the wind, you're just throwing something up and hopefully you get lucky, but, uh, this really matters. And, this is something that's new to me. I, I haven't played in a uh, anything over three to one, you know. So uh, my my background is mostly tackles heavy, but man, that throws a wrench into my plans. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, generally, if you look at big three scoring and you look at guys like that, when you look at it, you're gonna see it, and it's gonna come out clear as day. You're gonna have guys like, you know, Miles Garrett, Crosby. Right. And then even the linebackers you see are going to be TJ Watts, Parsons. You know, you're going to see the usual suspects lead the way on that. So it changes the way I'm looking at scoring as opposed to in the fantasy pros format. The fantasy pros format, I would draft Parsons, but I wouldn't take him as high. I would put him as my DL. Do you know what I mean? Sure, so absolutely. It, it's just, and again, there's no wrong way to play uh, uh, football. We're just looking at that way. So, so that's a very unique way to look at it. For fantasy pros, I think the linebacker is the right way to go here. Okay, I really do. Like I was saying, um, the average position on those guys, um, you know, if you're making so much more points um, for defensive backs. I'm actually fading defensive backs in that one, too. Uh, they're kind of dead to me. There's no reason to jump the gun on that when I can get players like I mentioned, guys like Taylor Rapp, guys like Douglas. You know, they'll crack the top 20 or 40. So I, I don't I don't necessarily sweat it. I don't. I don't. What I want, what I want in this format is I'm looking for defensive linemen. And um, you're going to see when I pull these rankings up, John, um, they're few and far between. They really are. So let, let's hit it. The the top 12, we could probably do them in our head, right? Number one, I got Miles Garrett playing the Jets. Okay. Mama Mia is that a matchup made in heaven, right? Absolutely. I don't think any analyst has it different, but maybe they do. But but the top three this week should be Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa playing Washington. Holy cow. TJ Watt playing Seattle. Seattle's yeah. a sneaky one because they give up a lot of pressures and the quarterback likes to hold the ball. So I can see him going off too. Miles Crosby got that little Q next to his name, so he's he's been he's been hurt a little bit. He's playing yeah. Indianapolis. He's always he's always in the conversation because he's tackle heavy, as well as tackles right. for loss, and he gets his sacks. So he's always a tier one for me. 
Moving down to and tier I think two. he'll be out there. I think he'll be out there uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Tier two, I got Daniel Hunter playing Green Bay. I've done a podcast before. I feel like the Packers' offensive line is suspect, and they're in the middle of the season, and they're going to be tested. Uh, Mike Parsons at six playing Detroit. The only reason I got him so low is because I like the other five so good. Uh, Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick, seven, playing the Cardinals. Eight, I got Montez Sweat, who's really come to life lately, playing the Falcons. That's another great matchup. Uh, John, I was looking at some stats earlier today. Montez Sweat leads both the Commanders and the Bears for sacks. Wow. He's the only the player to ever do that for two teams in the same season. I was going to say, has that ever happened? <laughs> Never happened. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. he's number eight. Number nine, I got Josh Allen playing the Panthers. That's another great matchup. The Panthers are one of the bottom worst pass protectors. I think they're in bottom three or four. Khalil Mack against the Broncos. Again, sometimes when I'm doing these stats, John, these teams look better than they are. The Broncos have been giving up pressures all year, and Russell Wilson loves to hold the ball. Actually, I take that back. I just read uh, earlier today, Russell Wilson, they're benching him for the rest of the season. That's right. Yeah, they're benching Jared's him because they don't want him to get hurt, so they're going to put him in bubble wrap. But regardless, whoever they got out there, Khalil Mack should probably eat. Uh, That's right. Bradley Chubb, number 11 at the Ravens. Number 12, I got DeForest Buckner over there at the Raiders. Number 13, this is when I kind of start putting a little bit, looking at nose tackles, defensive tackles. Aaron Donald against the Giants, sign me up for that. Aiden Hutchinson's been kind of hit or miss this year. He's got a matchup against Dallas. And we got Alex Highsmith playing the Seahawks. That's my top 15. I got a couple guys in the bubble, Harold Landry, uh, Jonathan Grenard I really like against Tennessee. I might even move him up a little bit. Number 18, Justin Matabuke, who's having a great year. Number mm-hmm. 19, Carl Granderson. The Bucks. The Bucks are really suspect interior line. So, so I'm liking that one too. I may move them up. And then we'll round it up. Number 20, uh, we'll do Trey Hendrickson here. Uh, these are my top guys here. Again, it doesn't change much. I would say between fantasy pros and between um a sack heavy one like the one, the big three, the only major difference that kind of changes here is I may put with Fantasy Pros a little more tackle-heavy guys. Uh, For the audience at home that's watching on YouTube, I'm just showing my rankings here. I'm going through all my players. If anybody wants to kind of look at them, feel free. But, yeah, that's my rankings there. Any any questions on those guys, John? You know what? You said the name earlier, but uh, Montez Sweat, man, I've I've been doing some research on that matchup. And uh, Atlanta goes to Chicago. It's supposed to be frigid there. in Chicago on a away game, I, I really think that, you know, as far even as you could even say the Chicago's defense has a smash spot there. So I really like, I really like uh, Montez Sweat and the whole defense there in Chicago this week. Yeah, I was a little hesitant the first couple of weeks when he first started going, but I, I, I've watched him. I've watched him go. I've watched him the last couple of weeks. I'm pretty impressed with him. I'm pretty impressed with what he's doing. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna enjoy it, watch it, and uh, hope for the best. Like I said, there's not really much opportunity there for anybody else. I mean, what are they doing? So he's gonna log he's gonna log snaps and he's gonna log sacks. At the very least, he's getting tackles. You know, mm-hmm. so right. So that's where I'm at with him. Um, so we talked about there. what's that? I said a lot of tough calls there with those rankings. Yeah. So. 
we talked about we talked about fancy pros. We talked about big three. Um, the one that I usually stay in, this is kind of where my heart usually is, is one, two, three scoring. Uh, one, two, three scoring is the sleeper default now. Um, and basically what it is, it's the standard default. It's a great way for people that don't necessarily play IDP can get started on. Um, you know, remember in the beginning when I was talking to you guys, you know, when you're looking at sacks and, and ratio, you know, if you're three or less, it's tackle heavy. If you're five or higher, you're more um, sack heavy. This is more of an, a balanced format, and we'll break it down in a second. But this format I kind of like because it breaks things down to three levels. You're getting one point for minor plays. You're getting two points for medium plays. You're getting three plays for bigger plays. And, of course, six is always going to be your sacks, your interceptions, what have you. Okay? So, um, actually, you know what? Let's pull that up there. Okay? So, big three scoring. You get one point for, you know, a QB hit. You know, you get uh, – you get, uh, what was I going to say? You're going to get, um, actually, you know what? Let me pull it. I can't really read that there. Yeah, you get one point for the QB hit. You get one point for, uh, you get two points for a tackle for loss. Mm -hmm. You get two points. You get two points for the tackle. That's what it was. You get one point for an assisted. So I guess for one points, it's like no big deal. Okay, quarterback hit, no big deal. Assisted tackle, no big deal. Two points, yeah, you're getting a tackle now, big play. Two points, yeah, you know, you're getting tackle for loss, big play. Where you start racking up points in this format is the three bangers, right? Block field goal, you know, that's three points. Uh, safety's three points. Force fumbles, three points, and so forth, right? right. Six points is your sacks, your this, your that, whatever. Uh, the key takeaway I want to do with one, two, three. It's that simple. It's easy to follow. One, two, three. It's a great starter model. Okay. Now, just because I say you get one point for this, two, and three for this, doesn't have to be that. You can do one, two, three. You can do two, four, six. You can do three, six, nine. As long as it multiplies in three different levels. What people else like about this, it's very comparable to... It's very comparable to, uh, say, you know, a balance league. If you're in a big balance league, you get offense and defense. Well, you could always jack up the one, two, three levels to match whatever you're doing on offense. Right. I don't know. Do you play in any leagues like that? You know what? I I I haven't yet, but uh, hopefully it's something. You know, I I only my IDP. I'm sorry, my uh, sleeper league is only offense. But uh, if this is what I would prefer, to be honest, because it seems like it keeps uh, things open ended. If you want to start three defensive linemen and chase those big plays, those sacks go ahead. You know, if you want to stay honest and look at the the tackles, you can do that and probably find success. You know, if you want to play defensive backs that you think can bank on tackles and get some picks, some big plays, that's a fine play too. There's not really like, doesn't seem like there's, oh, you need to go defensive linemen or you need to go linebackers. It's open-ended. And that's a good, that's a good transition point because I want to make the distinction here. So on one, two, three, and, and for the audience on Spotify, I can't see my screen. I'm pulling up on Facebook. We all, we have this great invitational we do every year. It's called King of IDP. It's all the best players, analysts, you know, um, best guys we know. We get together and we go off of these, these rankings. And this is your scoring. 
And of course, if I say go linebacker and John says go defensive line, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just what do you see based on that format? What wrinkles work for you? And again, with one, two, three, all we're doing is we're honoring, we're honoring, you know, the different levels of play. Assisted tackles getting you one, QB hits is getting you one, tackles is getting you two. Okay. Pass defense is getting you three. I don't think we've seen it that high yet. Pass defense getting three and so forth and so forth, right? What what I want to say with this format is a couple things I actually want to say, because this is the one I play in a lot, is what John said is correct. Okay, it is possible for a defensive lineman to finish number one in this in this format. It really is. Uh TJ Watt did it uh, a couple years, right? TJ Watt did it. And also, also, not only did he do it, um, Max Crosby's on his way to do it. You know, right. and there's a couple of guys in there. So you're not wrong if you want to try that. However, most of us, most of us older heads, we tend to stay with the linebacker with this format too. And here's why. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. So so the difference in points between a DL10 and a DB10, it sounds like it favors the DB here because you're looking at the three points and this, that, whatever. And I've seen people do it. I've seen people go linebacker. I've seen people go defensive back. I've seen people do it. I'm a little worried with defensive backs because I know I can get them later. The volatility issue is what kills me. So for me, it's a question of do I want to go DL or do I want to go linebacker here? So so in short, my answer would be one, two, three. I think linebacker's king. Because an LB10 and a DL10 in 2002, the difference in points was 58 points. So if you're drafting your DL and I'm drafting my linebacker, you know, again, at some point in our formats, regardless of the scoring, when you go that deep and you're looking at, you know, guys outside the tier two or three, you start losing points. I mean, I can argue most of our formats, defensive linemen 30 to 50, you can kind of punt those guys and stream them nowadays anyway, sure. much like defensive backs. But, yeah, you're losing mad points if you're not sucking down these linebackers. So in this format here, the king of IDP, we got uh, we start three and then we have two flex. So, yeah, I'm going to go mow down every single linebacker I can, you know, and then I'll come back and chase a defensive lineman. Or or if I can't do that, I might just sneak up if I feel froggy enough. You know, if I'm reading the room, I might feel good about a defensive lineman. And then I just might come back around and just take all the linebackers off the board. You know what I mean? Right. So, so that's, how that one, that's how that one goes, ideally. Um so you know when 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 you think of these different formats, John, it's kind of a philosophy when you really think about it, because you have big three scoring, which sounds a lot like one two three, but when you break them down, they're really not. They're totally opposite, right? Mm-hmm, right. When you, when you really break them down, but you know you start to look at the philosophies and and why people go to different leagues. Um, I had a guy on the other day from the IDP show. Um, with really, really, really funny podcast we did. Um, and we were talking about this same fact, you know, what's a tackle to you? You know, to me, a tackle is important. Oh yeah. You know, Ray Lewis made the play, you know, tackle guy, fourth and one. Great. For some people out there, a tackle is a whoopty damn do, you know, a tackle happens on at the end of every single play, you know, mm-hmm. some people argue that some people are like, okay, great. A tackle, do you know? Do you know when a quarterback runs out of bounds and there's a quarterback a player next to him, he tags him, he gets a sack because he's the closest one to him. Wow. It, yeah. So there's a lot of little wrinkles that people don't really realize that you get rewarded in scoring, you know? Right. 
Other thing too, with adding extra players, when you're adding extra players, you can add extra nuances to your scoring. You could do, um, you can do stuff like defense uh, pass deflections, which brings in more cornerbacks, which brings in other people that you can play. You know, so so that's kind of where the where the philosophies dictate a little bit. You know, what do you what do you want to do with it? You know, um, Jeff Pomazal I had on from the IDP show. This is what I was going to tell you. This is kind of funny. Uh, and then you know he he's in education by trade. So this is a really you would appreciate this. You know teaching background. He right. goes, if you want to get people upset on Twitter, you want to melt Twitter, two things you can do. Talk about IDP scoring, because people like to argue that all the time, right? Or <laughs> or put a math problem up with parentheses. You know, people people always argue that. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I thought that was so funny. I'm like, yeah, instead of, instead of arguing, well, this is the one true way, how about just know your formats and just know how to adjust to them when you see this stuff, you know? Exactly. Um, where was I with one, two, three, one, two, three. Again, we're adding all this stuff up again. You're taking your sacks, which is six. You're taking your QB hits, which is one. You're doing your tackles for loss, which is two. So what do I got? Six, seven, eight, nine. Then I'm doing the what? Point six for yards. And what are the tackles here, my friend? The tackles are two, right? Right. So nine point six, nine point six divided by two in my head. What is that if I had a calculator? 4.8. 4.8. So it's still a tackle. It's still tackle friendly. You mm-hmm. know, it's on the closer to the balance side. But if you were to ask me between – between, um, here's my argument for linebackers. And you're not wrong either way. But if you were to ask me what can I measure, can I measure defensive lineman getting a sack or a linebacker getting a tackle? I think I can measure the tackle because historically I've seen that player do it for three, four, five years. Look at the guys who lead the league in sacks every other year. It's up and down. It's all over the place, right? So that's what I do. Also, you'll notice another trick with this format. You're getting two points of tackle in this one, right? All the other ones we've done are like one, right? One or less. Exactly, right. So, so, so that's why I say linebackers are king in this one too. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would linebacker the hell out of this. I'd put a couple defensive ends in there because you got to have them. And defensive backs – you can get by. Defensive back is very generous in this one. You can just know what you're doing. Those guys make me nervous as hell. They really do. <laughs> Defensive backs make me nervous. Uh, if you were to compare DL10 in this one and a, D- and a DB10, the DB actually favors it. But just be careful because volatility scares me, especially in middle rounds. But if you want to come down and get a couple players later, I've seen you know guys get Durbin James or what have you middle rounds. That's totally fine too. It's all in the makeup of your team. You're not mm-hmm. wrong, but this is probably the where I live more. This is probably the more basic of the formats. This is probably the more um, the more easier to learn. Yeah, especially definitely, especially if you're coming from other formats, Yahoo. This would be kind of like equivalent, you know, minus the the splash plays. And as you were saying, you know, it's about preference. But yeah, the linebackers, you're kind of living in the middle. You know, you're you're doing less risk, you know, less – maybe less reward too, right? But, yeah, if you want to roll – if you rolled all – if you put all your eggs in the basket with those safeties, you know, hey, you might not get sack yards. That might be something you're lacking on. You might get a pick, and that, that might be substantial. But, you know, with those defensive linemen and those safeties, you're, you're playing with fire. You could You could end up, you know, winning with fire, but you're also playing with it too. Yeah, and like I said, with one, two, three, going back to that, and the big, the big three, 
Big three, your hybrids like TJ Watt are going to lead the way. The Hunters, the Max, we already said that, right? You know, DLs, mm-hmm. there's no surprise there. You got the Watts, the Hunters, the Crosbys, you know, Miles Garrett's, right? One, two, three, we reward the linebackers, especially the athletic ones, okay? Now, here's where we get a little cute, okay? When you look at certain players in this linebacker format, when you look at certain players, here, let me bring you over here, okay? When we look at certain players, we talked about Franklin already. When you look at Warner, okay? Warner's having a decent uh, – he's having a career year, man. It's so nice to see him actually out there doing stuff, okay? When you look at Warner in a 1-2-3 format, he's our, he's our LB3, okay? Mm-hmm. All season long, he's been an LB3. Other places, you'll see him five and below. Now, I'll just ask you a question. Look at his stats. Why do you think 1-2-3 rewards that linebacker so much more? Let's see. Probably those interceptions and forced fumbles, right? Exactly. Yeah, he does it all. He does tackles. So one, two, three. He's getting you the one, two, three point. He's getting you all those points all the time, right? You don't have to worry about him being a sack guy. You don't have to worry about him being a tackle guy. One, two, three gets it all for you, okay? Right. Um, The opposite is true with Zare Franklin. He's only doing one thing, like I mentioned earlier. He's clunky. He's not really good in coverage. He just gets you tackles. I'll give you another guy while we're over here. Logan Wilson's another guy, right? He's projected as an LB7, okay, in, in one, two, three scoring. But I got, I'm sorry, in big three scoring, I got him as an LB14. Why? Because he does all that extra crap. He does it in coverage. He does this. He does that. Um, we're looking at we're looking at tackles. We're looking at safe plays with the tackles. Okay. Um, I'll tell you where, I'll tell you where one, two, three, and big three benefit the defensive backs. Uh, let's move to that real quick here, okay? We're going to talk about defensive backs, okay? Okay. Um, tier one should be the same for most people. We got Antoine Winfield. We got Jesse Bates, okay? Uh, you can argue some Cameron Bynum, but I'm not. Cameron Bynum's a little bit below those guys' tier. He's been kind of slowing down a bit. You agree? I agree. Heavy on that. Yeah, and he has been. Uh, Mattels has been kind of working him out a little bit, but uh, so – when we look at this format and we look at stats and for the audience at home, you know, I'm going on the IDP guys. Uh, uh, we got this great Snapchat tool. You can go on in there. You can look at snaps. You can look at stats all the time. That's where I get a lot of my data from, but particularly right now, I just wanted to show the people that are on YouTube. I just wanted to show Antoine Winfield and Jesse Bates, why they are so, so extraordinary and why they're so valid in these different formats it's because they're getting it all over the place. Look at Winfield. He's got a whole ton of sacks. He's got a whole ton of forced fumbles. Getting the interceptions tackles. The same thing with Bates. If you got a player that can do all of those things for you, you got a player that can do all of those things for you, then yeah, any format you play in, those are going to be your top twos. So that's comparable. That's comparable in any format we have. Okay. Um, Bynum for us is great. Because he gets he gets dunked on, he gets caught on, he makes tackles for whatever reason. They're moving people around, they're shifting around. Um, I keep an eye on that. And my number four is Metellus for a reason. One of those guys, we don't know which one. And this was so stressful about doing rankings on a Wednesday. By 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 the end of the week, I'm probably gonna move these guys up, down, move them around. But for right now, right. I got both Vikings in. They're playing Green Bay. Should be a rivalry game matchup. Um, and number five would be Kyle Hamilton. If if he's doing well, uh, I understand he had an injury. 
That's right, he did. I think he exited last game. Yeah. Now, now this is probably gonna gonna cause a riot a little bit. Derwin James, who is my dude. Derwin James is all the way down at six. Okay. Derwin James. Well, let's 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 take it here. The coach got fired, right? We got an interim coach. A lot of people don't realize this because it was during the holidays. Not only did Derwin James only get 75% of the snaps last week, he was playing slot corner. No idea why. No idea if that's a scheme. No idea if that's going to continue. But I'm a little mm-hmm. mindful of, of James moving forward. That's why I got him dropped down so so low. I think six is the lowest I've had him. Yeah, he's been pretty tackle savvy. I mean, that's that's been standard, you know, and he's had a healthy year. But at the same time, and look, we're talking top ten plays. They should be shoe-ins, and we're already saying at number six, we got we got some issues, some potential volatility. So that's yeah. that's what you were speaking about before with those defensive backs, man. You know, I did this a couple episodes back, and it's and it's so refreshing to have you on, John, because like I'm trying to look at things different takes. I've done it through the offensive lens, I've done it through the scoring lens, I've done it through different ways. But a couple episodes ago, we kind of pulled the data. Derwin James is secretly having one of his worst years. He's given up 430-plus yards in coverage. So mm. I haven't looked at it recently, but, you know, you wouldn't know it, and we wouldn't know it because in IDP, we don't really look at that. We look at the tackles, don't we? Exactly. It's like that Ryan Neal from uh, Tampa Bay, man. You were looking at him like, man, he's he's tackle machine. Well, he's getting burnt, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that goes unnoticed in IDP sometimes. That's good to good to keep a level head there. It does. Now, now this last tier, I'm gonna read them all together, but I, I want to highlight a couple of these guys. Um, number seven, I got Xavier McKinney. Number eight, I got Buda Baker. Number nine, I got Brisker playing the Falcons, who may move up this week. Uh, Ten, Reed Blankenship's been solid. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Blankenship real quick, okay? When you look at okay. Blankenship, all right, I'm a, can you see my screen? I got you there. Okay, when you look at Blankenship, and it's so neat looking at these players because you can kind of see their career arc. You can kind of see what kind of player they are, right? And I'm just mm-hmm. going to ask you because I know you got these formats down now, right? Check this right. out. Blankenship jumps. This is why you need to know your scoring. Blankenship is number 11 ranked for me, okay? Fancy pros, number 11 ranked, what we do here. In big three scoring, they have him ranked 24th. And in one, mm-hmm. two, three, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then he's projected 32nd. And in one, two, three, he's 26th. So why the heck does Fantasy Pros have him all the way high as 11 and all the way down that low? Well, because they're looking at the tackles. They, the tackles Amen. have been there all year. They're like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm chasing those tackles, and they've been there. See how easy it is? And a lot of people don't put the time into, into doing the little things like that. But, yeah, clearly – He's he's definitely higher up on this one, and he's down lower on another one. Uh, there's players there's players all over the league that profile differently. Um, I've said it in previous previous episodes. Christian Wilkins is usually a tackle guy, so tackle heavy he'll shoot up, he'll go low in sacks. Trey Hendrickson is a sack guy, he'll shoot up and go low. But yeah, Blankenship is is, is a casualty for these other scoring formats. Another guy we did this when Jeff was on mm-hmm. Jeff Palmazon, uh, Palmazol, Cameron Curl. Okay, why is he up here? He's at 15 for me. I'm kind of fading him. I had him as high as five at one point. Why the heck is he up here so high? And in other ones, he's lower. Well, you just answered it. He's a tackle guy. He doesn't do you much at all, if anything, in coverage, right? So Curl's 15 for me. In big three, 
He's DB 26. And, you know, he's 32 for the season. So, you know, you just got to know your audience. These guys are getting faded. These guys over here, we love them. They're getting faded other places. So you know what I did, John? I did my homework. And I'm like, well, if they're fading our guys, who are we fading that they like? Mm-hmm. Right. So so they got Deron Bland super high and they got Jason Pinnock super high. And I was puzzled by it. So I was just doing a comparison. I'm like, why the heck is Deron? Deron Bland is number three, the number three defensive back in in uh, big three scoring. He's 42 over here in fancy pros. Jason Pinnock is number 11 in big three scoring. He's 28 over here. Mm-hmm. You see the difference. If you're not used to looking at your scoring, you're going to get lapped by somebody who is. Right. But look at what those guys do. They're all about the extra stuff, aren't they? Definitely. I mean, look at those those t- touchdowns for interceptions and touchdowns for Bland. How many touchdowns? One, two, three, <laughs> five touchdowns, four touchdowns. Five. Yeah, man, that's 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 30 points right there. Yeah. And, and it's, it gets crazy because, you know, we're you know, I'm showing you the big three scoring. If I was to pull one, two, three scoring, it fails at the DB as well. The projected top four IDP one, two, three this week are Jalen Petrie, Derwin James, Jerry Jacobs, and Buda Baker. Those are all big yikes. I'm not I'm not buying on any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big three scoring, one, two, three scoring, they can justify those plays because they cover and they, they do a bunch of different things. But I'm not playing things that I cannot see for myself, you know? So that's kind of where my heart is. Uh I, I kind of punt defensive backs. Maybe that's an older logic, but it tends to do me well, especially when I can get linebackers and elite defensive linemen early. This stuff changes, you know, as the NFL changes. Um, you notice defensive tackles you can stream nowadays. You know, you can stream uh, you can stream uh, slot corners, put them right. in as a Sam linebacker. There's a lot of differences, a lot of differences in formats. Uh, it's all it's all what you make of it. But um, for the audience that can see on YouTube, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull my rankings up, and I'm going to show you guys my top 80 at each position. If you guys want to look at that, you can. But just to recap, I got for defensive backs, I got Antoine Winfield, number one, number two, Jesse Bates, number three, Cameron Bynum, number four, Josh Metellus, number five, Kyle Hamilton, number six, Derwin James, number seven, Xavier McKinney, number eight, Buda Baker, number nine, Jaquan Brisker, number 10, Reed Blankenship, number 11, Nate Hobbs, number 12, Jalen Thompson, number 13, Byert, number 14, Jonathan Owens, number 15, Cameron Curl. And on my bubble, I got Dax Hill with the Chiefs. Nice matchup. Kyle Duger with the Bills. Jordan Battle with the Chiefs. Julian Love with the Steelers. And this is the rest of the list. Uh, any rebuttals there, John? Anybody you can see? Got any sleepers in there? I got a couple sleepers. I, I really – I really like how you have Jonathan Owens up there. I like him. I mean, he's been so – I mean, we talk about a guy. I'm coming from tackle heavy. I'm going to start him but probably over at Cameron Curl this week. I mean, Cameron Curl has been – over the last maybe three, four weeks, he's been fading. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Owens, he's playing 100% snaps. And, I mean, even if uh, Savage comes back, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I'll check before Sunday, make sure that Savage isn't in there, you know, interrupting and things. But even, even Rudy yeah. Ford, I mean, he's been hurt in the last couple of weeks. So, Jonathan Owens – you know what I like about Owens, though? 
When he plays, I'm getting tackles. When he's not playing, you know he's not playing, right? Give me a guy exactly. like that. He's either hot or he's out. He's in and he's hot or he's right. out. Give me a guy like that instead of a guy that, you know, is just kind of hanging out, you know? And one more guy I liked on that list down there. I, I don't think you had him in the top 15, but I do think uh, he's – and this is very tough because there's some guys Jul- – Julian Love, if you told me he was going to finish at number one overall, I would not be surprised. But P.J. Law is another guy who I think is, you know, they they cut Kareem Jackson. Uh, It's his spot. You know, he's he's more than filled the void and done well. He's somebody that gets sacks, too, in those splash plays. So uh, he's probably crossed the board as somebody you're looking at, you know, all scoring is somebody who can be not only a good play uh, for your championship week, but the, the last month and probably going forward, somebody who deserved a look maybe into next year. Mm-hmm. And in the, my linebacker rankings, to repeat them, I got Olakun one, Smith two, Alex Singleton three, Zare Franklin four, Ernest Jones five, TJ Edwards six, Fred Warner seven, Bobby Wagner eight, David nine, Okereke ten, Mosley eleven, Aziz twelve, thirteen Logan Wilson, fourteen Jordan Hicks. 15, JOK, it's a bit spicy. So on the bubble, I got Spillane, Williams, Bernard, Speed, Barton, and you can go down the list. And basically the way I do these, I didn't explain this to you, John, I usually look for high snap count guys. I'm looking for three down players. Even though you might have a better player than me, even though you might have a better player than me, if I'm playing three downs and your guy's only playing one, then I have a three-to-one ratio to beat you, you know? For sure. And then defensive linemen, one more time around, we're going to say it's Miles Garrett, one, Bosa, two, Watt, three, Crosby, four, Hunter, five, Parsons, six, Reddick, seven, Sweat, eight, Allen, nine, Mack, ten, uh, 11, Chubb, Buckner, 12, 13, Donald, 14, Hutchinson, Highsmith, 15, Landry, Gernard, uh, and Greener on the bubble. Um, one thing about the audience that I, that I would want to say is just please – know your scoring formats. If you know your scoring formats, no one can get to jump on you, especially if you're drafting a DL10, I'm drafting an LB10, and the difference is 58 points a game, 58 points a season. You know, that's going to that's gonna show up, and chances are you're going to miss out in playoffs, you know. Um, mm. John, uh, tell the audience where they can find you. So I'm on Twitter. I just uh, recently joined IDP Plus as a writer, but you can find me on Twitter at JohnnyFreakinF1. I do a lot of uh, waiver wire articles. I write, you know, uh, do a lot of retweets on injury reports. If you're somebody you follow it like me every day, I'm a good follow because I'm letting you know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. You know, insights from uh, I follow a bunch of different reporters from all the teams. So basically. I'm not, I'm not out here saying this is my information. I'm just doing what we all do. We pull from other people, from other resources, mm-hmm. and I'm giving you your, your most up-to-date uh, information because that's how I have an advantage of, of my leagues. A lot of people don't look every day, and uh, it, it is a lot of work, but uh, that work pays forward. You know, I'm in three champ- championship matchups right now. Um, fortunately, I've, I just became a diamond-level uh, Yahoo f- fantasy owner, so – um, you know, slight brag, but at the same time, you know, that, that hard work pays off. So um, use me as a resource. I can help you mm-hmm. find pickups. I can help you know about injuries. I'm here for advice, start sit advice. And hopefully this is my first podcast on with Steve, the first uh, face-to-face I've had, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these. You know, you'll Absolutely. get to know me more. 
And he's and he's twenty four seven. He's always on, right? Football's football's your passion, right? Absolutely. I'm not somebody who you know. I I right now I'm uh, low time, so I only have five hundred fifty followers. Take advantage of that right now. If someone says, "Hey, who should I start?" You know, Cam Curl or Jonathan Owens. I'll let you know in one minute. I'll, I'm on that all the time, so I'm here for you. So I will say this: when I'm doing my um, when I'm doing my waiver articles um, over at the Six Pack, when I'm doing my waiver articles, Johnny's on at night, right? He's grinding, right? He's trying to find uh, the next the next players that he can that he can talk about for his for his uh, for his tweets and his podcast, right? That's right. Um, I wanted to ask you one more question, John, uh, before we uh, before we head out. Um, what advice would you have for like? the audience or somebody new at IDP, like what was something when you first started, you wish you known that, you know, if you would have known in the beginning, it probably would have been helpful. I think really it's important to know snap counts. And number one is to know, like you said, if you're, if you're on the field for three times and more snaps than I am, you know, obviously you have a better outlook. It's not just about um, who had a good week last week because there's outliers. Maybe somebody got hurt. Maybe somebody, you know, was benched. So for whatever reason, you know, don't always look in the, the past. You have to look forward too. Um, you know, PJ Locke, he's a good example. He might be a good safety the last three weeks, but if K, if Kareem Jackson's coming back and he's going to start next week, you need to know that. You know, so snaps not only they're they're there to help you, but they're also deceiving. Uh, and also never get uh, never get complacent. With that being said, don't always look. Hey, this CJ Mosley, you know, if you're in a shallow league, you might have to fade him. You might have to make a tough call if you have uh, a good option. You know, sometimes it's good to go with your gut. But uh, always, if you do have a gut feeling, you know, right now it's Wednesday. There's a lot of time before Sunday. CJ Mosley, he's somebody that I'm looking up between now and then. Why isn't – why over the last month has he has not, you know, gotten those tackles? That's something that I'm interested in. So um, – but – you know, don't always look in the rear view. Look, you know, trust your gut. The more research you do, the more uh, competency you'll have to make that gut pick. But uh, always look forward and, and don't be afraid to take risks. Exactly. And uh, mad shout out to uh, to Johnny for coming on with me. Uh, I was trying to do a different kind of take. I was trying to look at it, you know, through the lens of a, a rankings and and scoring. Uh, we've done so many of these. A lot of these players have changed. So thanks for adjusting and coming on with us. Um, for the audience that can see my screen, check out my waiver article each week on uh, Fantasy Six Pack. That's my last one for a while. And uh, I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to do another podcast and we're going to do rankings and we're going to do some of my dynasty favorites, uh, some stashes. And then I'm going to take a little break and I'm going to come back around Super Bowl time and we're going to go kick off the show. We're going to keep the dynasty format going. Okay, but please check out my work over at the Fantasy Six Pack. And lastly, mad shout out to my boy Mace, Mace Riney over at the Six Pack as well. Okay, he wrote an article in the offseason and it was basically – Basically, what we kind of put out tonight for you guys, it was basically where to draft players by positional group. If you, if you want to know more about that, come find it. Come find Mace. Mace will be on next week, John. So if you have time to come on, by all means, come on. Uh, we're getting our crew together, especially for the offseason. We're going to talk more fantasy. Uh, any closing thoughts, John? I'll tell you why. This is the first time you see me on here, but it won't be the last. I'll be on very soon. Good to hear it. So we're going to close the show a little early tonight, guys. Uh, just remember, keep an eye on that scoring. Keep an eye on your on your different types of scoring in your formats. 
because that's the key to everything, okay? And then keeping up with your ranks. That's that's the big thing. Keeping up. Football is a grind, but you only have to do it for 17 weeks, okay? So without further ado, I'll see you guys uh, after the Super Bowl, okay? Peace.